uh, Zoom call this morning, and we have so many, but we certainly want to uh, honor you, but we want to exalt our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, a lesson this morning that is very appropriate. We've been talking about comfort. And uh, out of uh, 2 Corinthians, and today we're going to look at chapter 5. And it's entitled, Our Heavenly Dwelling. Our Heavenly uh, Dwelling. Uh, so to honor all mothers, uh, uh, I, I'm going to uh, have an all... Uh, uh, Mother's core here, Sister Gwen Thompson, would you unmute? And Minister Harriet Brown, would you unmute for me, please, as we get started in today's lesson? Uh, Sister Gwen, I'm going to ask you to be my reader today, and Minister Harriet Brown, I'd like for you to lead us to the throne of grace this morning. Um, praying uh, for those requests that have been made uh, and praying for mothers. Amen, 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 and amen. In this life, you will have difficulty. In this life, you'll be pressed on every side. And uh, those who've been saved more than two days know that if you are in ministry, if you're in doing the work of the Lord, you will bear afflictions. And it's tough. It's really tough. But when you think about the things, the trials and the tribulations that everybody on this Zoom call has experienced at one time or another, as I reminded you, uh, last week, uh, one of my favorite songs growing up was a song entitled uh, Come Ye Disconsolate. And it, uh, in it, uh, the words, the verse says that, uh, here, bring your wounded hearts. Here, tell your sorrows. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Come ye disconsolate. The psalmist subscribes to the fact that there will be some sad days and some difficult days in your life. But the word of God is here to tell us this morning and encourage us that it's life. It's life on this side of Jordan. The authors would suggest that we have a title of our heavenly dwelling uh, in there. Uh, just the fact that heaven is mentioned means that there's something a little bit better. Uh, I would suggest to you that there is something a lot better. Uh, Minister Brown, I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, just like Paul, there are days when you are uh, 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 are torn between, uh, should I just press on to the other side? Uh, do I have days remaining or things to do? Uh, it, 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 will, it, it, it will cause you to do that because we know, 
we have been assured by the word of God that there is something better. Uh, but the hard times will uh, press down on you and it'll make the strongest of you. It'll make uh, bold men get on their knees. It'll make uh, uh, hallelujah women cry out. Uh, it'll make uh, those that don't even shed tears wet their pillows at night. Life is hard. As a matter of fact, hard times uh, will make a jackrabbit eat uh, hot pepper and like it. Your hard times, uh, it, it'll make you want to say, I want to give this up. But I'm here to tell you that uh, there is a word and it's contained in our Sunday school lesson this morning uh, that should give us the comfort uh, to press on, to go on just a little bit further. Uh, this is Mother's Day. And for those of you whose mothers are still with you, uh, enjoy them and celebrate them. And like I said, honor them. Uh, because there are those of us uh, whose mothers are no longer uh, with us. And um, if you think back and reflect on uh, those of you who've lost your mothers, uh, reflect back to those days, uh, that may have been a time in your life when, uh, like me, I simply had to uh, bear my head and say, I feel like going on. I, I, I cannot uh, give up. Uh, God's been too good to me. And so any losses is but a gain. You have to think back in those difficult times that God's got something better for us. And uh, this, 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 don't, don't, it, it also reminds us, uh, Brother Steve, that you can't get too hooked up on this uh, uh, temporary uh, life. Uh, you must forever look toward uh, eternal life and all that it brings. If there is a chapter five, Brother Ramsey, uh, there must be a chapter four. And then uh, the last verse of chapter four, uh, the last two verses, uh, it reads, um, uh, for our light affliction, which is but a moment, is working for us, a more exceeding and external weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen. Ah, in that concluding verse, Sister Pillow, it says, for the things which are seen are temporary. The things which are not seen are eternal. What are you going to look at? What are you going to consider? This is the challenge that Paul puts before us this morning. Sister Gwen, if you would, would you read for us verse 1 of chapter Corinthians 5. 5.1. For yes, we know... For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Uh, if I heard Sister Gwen right, she said, 
that we know. In other words, we have a confidence. We, 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 we are certain that our earthly house, he's talking about the bodies now. He's talking about the body. That, that, that our earthly house, if it were dissolved, in other words, if it were no more, we know that we have a body that's been built, that has been prepared for us by God himself. And it is not a house. It's not a tent. It's not a tabernacle that has been prepared by the hands of man, but it is a body that has been prepared for us, just as Jesus promised that it would. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And the purpose of preparing that place the pillar was so that you would be with him also, that you would have a heavenly dwelling place. It would suggest that the bodies that you have right now, that they are every day being prepared. Terry J, Fred, Regina, all of those that are you or you that are in basic Christian doctrine. You remember last, just Tuesday night, we talked about glorification. We talked about a glorified body. This is what Paul is describing this morning for us. And he says, we can look anticipatorily to the time when we will have a glorified body. Mm. A, God, a body that has been prepared for us, a, a, a body that will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, a body that will be whisked into the presence of the Lord. That's what he's about to say. Mm. Sister Gwen, verse two. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is in, which is from heaven. For this we groan. In, in other words, no matter how we think about it, but the fact that we know that we have something much better prepared for us, it, it, it's, it's a groan, if you would. There are some days when you say, I just want to go on. I, I just want to be in that body that has prepared for me, which is from heaven. A, a, a body in which I'll have no more aches and pains. A, a body where I will have no more tears, no more sorrows. A body in which sin has no effect. That the very, a body that exists from the very presence of sin. It's very easy uh, 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 some days when you're pressed down to say, I just feel like going on home. Mm 
because this 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 body that I have here now is but a house. It's but a tabernacle. It's but a temporal dwelling. I I I, I there are days when I just feel like just going home. So it's a great verse three. If so, this be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Verse uh, uh, four, I'm sorry, I said five. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. <laughs> oh, she said it. She said it, Minister Brown. She said it. She says that that that, that the groaning that you have is is where that that you are now. You're you're not going somewhere where you will be exposed, but you will be clothed in immortality. You will be clothed in eternal. In the eternal. In, in, in other words, this glorified body has been promised to you. And Paul says, and from the very beginning, in verse one, he says, we know, we are certain, we are bold. This, this is not a hope. We are assured that we will have this. So my question is, as Paul begins to contrast this thing between the temporal and the eternal, why is it that we fear dying so much when we have been given a personal hope, when we have been given an assured hope that there's something better. This, this, this is not judgment. This is, this is not a judgment question. That, that's one for us to contemplate. That's one for us to say, no matter what happens in this life, you win. So, Sister Randall, you win. When you're facing that major surgery, when you're facing that illness, those of us who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior can say with confidence, if I lay down on this operating table and don't get up, either way I win. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of hope that we have. Because whatever happens to this body, it will be swallowed up by immortality. That you will move, that you will transition from the temporal to the eternal. That's a comforting thought. That's a comforting thought. You can go on and live life boldly when you embrace that. Verse five, now. Uh, now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given us the earnest of the spirit. 
what? For now he that what? Has wrought us for the self-same thing as God. Who has what? Who also has given us the earnest of the spirit. Oh, uh, 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 Sister Gwen, uh, you act like you're having some difficulty reading that. <laughs> but, but do you really realize what that's saying? That, that's saying that what has happened is that the moment you are saved, you are beneficiaries of this immortal life, this eternal life. But what happens is at the point of conversion, the Holy Spirit indwells us. And the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, Minister Brown, is nothing but earnest money. In other words, it's, it's the down payment that assures you that at the appropriate time, you can move into the home that has been built just for you. You, you, you can build, you can move into the mansion that Jesus the Christ has prepared for you. And that the Holy Spirit is simply just earnest money. <laughs> he, he's the down payment that guarantees your home. So, so your home, once you've accepted Christ into your life, Sister Warrior, once you've accepted Jesus Christ, Christ has paid a debt to ensure that your heavenly home, your heavenly dwelling is secure. Oh, uh, that is a comforting thought. So matter, no matter what you're going through in this body, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, in this body, in this realm, on this side of joy, you know you got a home. You got a home in glory. A home that is not uh, prepared by uh, uh, the, the infamous builders in San Antonio. You know, you know, Morton didn't build this home. You know, Ray Ellison didn't build this home. Siddeley didn't build this home. This home has been, been prepared. It's a immortal home. It's a precious home. It's a home that was paid for by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ so that you would move from justification through sanctification to ultimately glorification. All right, basic doctrine. That's nine points already. Verse six, verse six, verse six. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Therefore what? We are, we are always what? confident. We, we, wait a minute. We are always confident. Yes. So, 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 so there is no time when you should get weak and say, I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. I, I, uh, uh, oh, I, I'm just hope. You don't have to hope nothing. You know. You can be very confident yeah. that while you're at home in the body, 
while you are here on this side of Jordan, you are absent from the Lord. Y'all, y'all didn't hear me. I asked the question earlier, why is it that we fear dying so much? When you know, when you have this confidence that as long as I stay in this tabernacle, I can never be in my home. Let me put it another way, Minister Brown. This is as long, Paul says, as you stay in a tent, you will never occupy your mansion. When you know that, when you have that kind of confidence, that should give you, that should inspire you to say, I can run on a little bit longer. I can run on as long as the Lord wants me to run on because he has prepared a place for me. A place that is that that has swallowed up mortality. A place where I don't ever have to go through this again. And, and you know, some of you experienced some things just this week. That you said, I don't ever want to have to go through this again. Well, when you receive your glorified body, when you go and accept the title on that day when the trump is called and you receive your glorified body, you receive your home in heaven, you will wonder, why in the world did I ever resist this? Sister Gwen, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Ah, I read to you verse 18. And see, a lot of people, you know, they, 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 you know, they, they love to use this scripture here. They, uh, uh, I'm telling you, they, they love to use this scripture. We walk by faith and not by sight. But what does that mean? Do you walk by faith when you're facing death? When you walk, do you walk by faith when life has dealt you the, the, uh, the most terrible blows? When, when all your money is gone, do you walk by faith? When your boo has moved out, do you walk by faith? When, 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 when your best friend has turned their backs on you, do you walk by faith? See, this is, this is how we apply it. But here, Paul said, are you willing to trust God enough to know that he's prepared something better for you? Are you willing to live on in this life for the things that you see every day? Is that what you're going to trust? Are you going to trust the things that you see in this life? Or are you going to trust the things that are not in view? That you cannot see? Paul says, if you connect it to verse 6, you should be so confident 
you should see, be so bold in where you're going to spend eternity that you don't ever fear, that you have all the joy of eternity right now. Even having said, as long as I know that I'm breathing, inhaling and exhaling, I'm absent from the Lord. I am not with him. He is with me, but I am not with him in the body that he has prepared for me. I trust his word enough to know there's something better than this body right here. And, and see, for those of us who live long enough, you know, you know you, you're over 40. You know, this, this body don't work the way it used to work. Tongues don't even talk the way they used to talk. It ain't because you holy. It's simply that time and sin, the sin nature of Adam has caused all flesh to be cursed. And that's why we grow old. And that's why we wrinkle. And that's why our eyesight's are bad. And that's why we have hypertension. And that's why we're sick with cancer. And that's why our limbs don't function. See, those are all the things that you can see. But do you trust and are you confident enough to know the things that you don't see but yet have been promised? Great lesson today. Walk by faith and not by sight. Don't get hooked up on the temple, but keep your eyes steadfast on the eternal. So Gwen, verse eight. For we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. <laughs> Says we, there's that word again. We're confident. We know, you know, it's very interesting. You, you guys have been exposed to this passage of scripture many times, uh, funerals and amidst the crying and, and sometimes the hollering and all of that. But <laughs> for someone that has professed Christ, you know that the moment they left this tabernacle, they went home. The, the moment they folded up this tent, they went to sleep in the bosom of their heavenly father. Made yet alive evermore in a place where they're absent from this old tabernacle absent from all the problems, absent from all the deeds, absent from all the hurt, the pain, to be in the presence of a God who heals all souls. 
in heaven where there are no tears. Paul says, you can be confident. Be confident of one thing. You don't ever have to weep and wonder about those who have professed Christ. Because you know they've gone on to their reward. And, and really, you know, to, 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 to even grieve and to, to cry, we understand that's a normal emotion on this side of joy. But you also have to view it from a perspective, it's very selfish. Because we love the fellowship. <clears throat> we love the love, the caring that's on this side. But Paul here is contrasting and saying, there is no comparison. He says, to, 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 to beg God, please don't take them. Please don't take someone who knows the Lord. It would be like, I have to find somebody who's working. It's hard to find people on this. Uh, it would be like uh, Brother Harmon. It's payday. And, 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 and he was supposed to meet you for lunch. But this payday, they told him that the only way he could get paid was he had to show up and physically receive the money that he had worked for. And it would be like you, because you're having lunch with him, you would be crying, saying, please don't go, Steve, please don't. You were saying, please don't go get paid. That, that's what we do. When we mourn someone who has loved the Lord, who on days like you've experienced that says, Lord, <laughs> just take me home. Let me be with you. Because Paul says you can be confident to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And that is a comforting thought. That loved one, that mother that has gone on, that knew the Lord, you can be confident that the moment they took their last breath, they went on to be with the Lord. That is a consoling fact. That is a con that's a comforting fact. That, that, that's something that you can shout about. You can throw up your hand in there and say, got paid. That's how much confidence you can have. Verse 9 says, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Ah, listen to verse 9, if you would. It says, wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, whether in death or in life, we need to be accepted by the Lord. Ah, oh, Sister Davis, they didn't hear me. They did not hear me. It says that the Christian life is one 
that gives glory to God. And whether you breathing this air or existing in a sphere where air doesn't matter. Oh, y'all don't hear me? He says, it is all to give glory to God. It says that while you are living, while you on this side of joy, you need to give God glory. Because on the other side of Jordan, and you are there in his presence, it would suggest your mere presence in the presence of God gives him glory. Amen. It, it says that God had put a stamp of approval. Y'all remember Terry J. Y'all remember uh, uh, Fred. You, you remember where God made man breathed into his nostril and gave him the breath of life and said, this is very good. In other words, he got the man, got the approval of God. It says that on that day, when you have moved from justification through sanctification into glorification, God gets the glory. Ain't nobody gets the glory but God. It says that a life, a Christian life, is a life to be lived that glorifies God. Yes, yes, yes. Because when you're absent from this body, mm -hmm. it does nothing but give God glory. Mm. So, so it would suggest to me that you shouldn't resist this thing called death. You yeah. shouldn't fight this thing when you know when you have a confidence that you have been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because for one thing, you fighting it says that you're denying God glory. Mm. Oh, you can think of it that way, Minister Brown. I saw, I saw the light bulb go on, Minister Brown. I, 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 I saw the light bulb go on. So our life is about a life of glory. Absent, oppressive. Give God glory. Take us on out, uh, Sister Gwen, so we can go to church. Verse 10 for we says, must, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, uh -huh. that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. That is really interesting in that Paul in verse 10 would conclude this segment by saying, what you gonna do to please God? Because the life that you are living right now with all the issues in life, when you're going through your most painful moments, are you going to curse God? Are you going to thank God? When, when, when things, when your whole world is turned upside down, can you lift up the name of a holy and righteous God? This is what we will be judged for in heaven. 
This is how the master is able to say, Minister Brown, well done. Stamp of approval. How did you live your life? Because you, before you came before the righteous judge. And don't think now that in heaven that you're going to be judged for every little sin. Your sins are forgiven. We're talking about folk who are saved. You will be judged in heaven for reward. For how you live the life on this side. It is only those who at the great white throne of judgment that has a problem. All right, Fred, y'all owe me. That's 19 points this morning. But for the rest of you, know that this life is one that gives God, God glory. Give God glory on this side so you can have glory on the other side. Yes, amen. God wants to give you glory by having you into his presence. Because the only way that you can come into his presence is with a glorified body mm. for which he himself prepared just for you. For every mother, every father, every son, every daughter, every child, every one that is an anthropos on this Zoom call this morning. Give God glory. Honor mom, but give God glory. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great day.